What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to Salty Runback, here to be your weekly intake of North American Developmental League of Legends. I am Graves, that is Hawk. We have a very important week coming up here for the NACL, the last week of regular season play before the playoffs uh, of that main league. And in the qualifiers, we have just crowned Maryville University as our yes. first qualifier champion, and we will actually be starting up the OQs just right now on Saturday. So it's a very quick turnaround here with the qualifiers. We have a lot of League of Legends to, to play here. Um, and always a very exciting week to talk about some games here, Hawk. How, what, what do you think about all this? Every week's a banger in North America. What can we say? You know, very quick turnaround, as you said. No downtime whatsoever. We're diving straight back in, which just means more work for us, which sounds like a bad thing, but it's actually a really good thing because we're so... Grapes, we're always excited for, for it. I mean, Maryville... <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit vindicated for way back when I said that they look like they're going to be the best roster. Now, that was before I knew all the rosters, so maybe a little bit easy for me to say, but they looked amazing. And so, I mean, shoot, I'm excited to see the second qualifier play out. Hey, it's a nice callback to episode one. That was one of the first yeah. big takes that you had on the show. I know. You know, Maryville is going to be best. They they were the best. They won. They were the best. And, and looked pretty good throughout. Um, just some housekeeping things before we get things on the road. First of all, you got to stay tuned to the Salty Runback Twitch channel throughout the week. And actually, if you're watching this on Twitch right now, you might want to stay until basically the episode has been done premiering because right, basically mm -hmm. a couple of hours after because uh, just the, the way the scheduling works, 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific time, uh, this Wednesday, uh, that is the day of the reveal show for the second open qualifier, where we will be unveiling once again the 32 teams that have made it into the OQ. A lot of the familiar faces, some new ones as well. Um, and you know, right after that, once again, uh, that uh, stream, which will be on Twitch.tv/AlkBattery this time, uh, will be making their way over to Salty yeah. Runback. We'll have a live episode reacting to all of the teams. Uh, and all of our takes got some interesting, fun stuff planned for that. Not a tier um, list this time. We got a we got a different we got a different little approach coming up. Um, yeah, we, you know, gonna... everyone everyone will have that time to like get off the episode, get a late dinner. You know, right? This will end around eight. You can get a late True. dinner. You could take a shower, relax. Boom, premiere <laughs> uh, the 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 reveal show right on two hours later. Like, come on, could you ask for a better Wednesday evening? I yeah, certainly I, couldn't. <laughs> gonna be gonna be a fun time. I I might have a midterm the next day, but that's gonna be you know we're just gonna, <laughs> that's irrelevant. Gonna that's take irrelevant. it head on and, yeah and, yeah. Just seize the this, day. This is the League tomorrow. of Legends midterm. Like, yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah, at the halfway. <laughs> Quite <point>. literally. <laughs> and and adding on to that, uh, this weekend we also will be streaming some of the open qualifier games here on Salty Runback as part of the community streaming program. Uh, should be a good time as well. We're not entirely sure which team we want to cover just yet, as well as the fact that some of them are not announced. Um, and the last thing before we head into our headlines is that uh, you might notice by the time uh, of this episode, but it's a, a bit of a shorter one, and that is because uh, there is no part two for this episode. Unfortunately, uh, we did have uh, an interview scheduled with uh, some players currently uh, rostered to Godel Gamers. However, there's a couple of you know controversies that have emerged that I think is are, are all very important things to to deal with. But seems that it, I think us and the players mutually agree that probably would be the best time to promote them as as much as we really wanted to to hype some of them up. Um, and so we thought it'd be best to to wait until another time to talk to some of them until they have figured out the the situation a little bit better and some of that news has you know gone um, and, and hopefully been solved uh, to an extent. So that's why there's no part two. However, we are coming at you with eight headlines instead of five. So 
don't worry. There's still going to be a ton of stuff uh, in terms of content this week. We have this show, also the reveal show reaction, and as well on top of that, some more games covered in the open. You'll qualifier. you'll see our faces plenty. Yeah, like Grape said, we basically uh, all just decided us and the players that like let's you know not draw a spotlight to anything, right? As uh, so you know we're not going to, and that's why we've got the extra headlines, as Grape said. So we got plenty of stuff to talk about. It's gonna be a fun one, even though there's no direct activity. But we'll we'll be back with one for you all next week, and it'll it'll be great. I promise, yeah. it'll be great. Uh, yeah, part. Part of me honestly was like hoping that we did just get to get have more headlines because this is actually a really eventful week. A lot of it really is. Cool yeah, stuff there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, in in the NACL, so I'm pretty excited to just get into things. And I mean, we don't have to wait too much longer, Hawk. We've been on this uh you know main screen for a while. You might as well just transition <laughs> over uh, and get things started. We have a bunch of headlines today. The first one, of course, as we will transition, is about one of the teams that I. Definitely feel a bit vindicated on right now, Hawk. FlyQuest Challengers went 4-0 and this week. They had victories um, over 100 Thieves Challengers and also um, Team Liquid Challengers. Mm -hmm. And they actually uh, just like looked really, really strong throughout. Winsome made his way back onto the roster and Masu was finally in person. Not stuck in ping hell. Uh, and this team looked really, really good, Hawk. I mean... The question is, I mean, they played against some of these top teams. They're still ninth place in the standings. I mean, are they really a threat to, to making their way towards that top of the table? They sure as hell are. They just 2-0 at 100 Thieves Challengers, who a lot of people are starting to say is one of the best teams in the league. They're finally playing to that level that we talked about two weeks ago, two episodes ago. We were concerned about them. Well, all those concerns about 100 Thieves Challengers are gone. And now FlyQuest, they're really separating themselves from the bottom of the pack. And in fact, looking like they're going to contest up. I mean, Grapes, we were talking about this before the episode. There are four games separating FlyQuest, who is still currently our ninth place team, and Immortals Challengers, who sits below them at 10th. They yeah. are There is a pretty massive gap, and, and they have very, very clearly established that they are on the top side of that gap and not the bottom. Now, I'm still, like, not going to... I think it's too early to say that they're definitely, like, a top team, going to make finals, like, easy peasy... But they are looking really good. And honestly, I think the reason why we can't say that maybe just speaks more to the strength of the top half of the table. I think a lot of people were really, really high on this FlyQuest Challengers roster coming into yeah. the season. But I think a lot of people also forgot that although the top side of the map is, re is remaining very, very similar... The bot lane of that team was Tomo and Diamond. And, you know, we see how good Tomo and Diamond are right now. Right. Um, and when it was just Masu on 100 ping and Kitong, who is a sub, and, and it just seemed like the team really wasn't able to find a sort of identity the same way that they did uh, in 2022. I think that Diamond's a really great shot caller, and that probably helped out a lot. And, hey, now Winsome is here. He's a great shot caller. I mean, mm. I remember listening back to some different comms videos with Cloud9. He is very, very active in his communication, always like looking to, to make sure that his team is on the same page. And I think we did actually see that uh, a ton this week against uh, Team Liquid and 100 Thieves. Um, Masu and looked really, really good on in, on a lot of the different champions. There were a bunch of moments where I was watching Masu uh, like flash like an Ash Arrow or something, and I thought to myself, man... If he was on ping, that wouldn't have happened. And it just looked amazing. And Eugene Spyrex, again, starting to come back uh, as well as being a really, really solid mid-jungle. I am I I know I like to talk about this team a lot, Hawk, but I, I really do feel yeah. confident about this no, team you, entering the last half. You've earned the right to want to talk about this team because they are worth talking about right now. I mean, it's actually really funny. There, were, there was a funny moment speaking of the Masu ping on the broadcast where Masu actually early cleansed and the casters were like, oh, you know, he's used to like the 100 <laughs> ping, um, which I thought was hilarious. Um, 
but I mean, it's great. And and also Winsome, I just want to briefly talk about him, obviously playing really well. And I know at the beginning of the split, I was excited to see Winsome on a roster and playing back in North America, but I was critical of, of his game, um, <laughs> you know, to bring up the Shaq yeah. meme, right? Like I was critical of his game and uh, clearly his time on over in ERLs and on FlyQuest uh, main has really elevated this player and I mean Winsome is looking uh, with a four game sample size like a fucking amazing support honestly so um, there, there's still been incidents here and there there's been incidents uh, yeah, there, but the, every yeah. hey, look every great support has incidents like let's be <laughs> honest with ourselves you need you need incidents yeah. to be a great support so and, and it's not like we're 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 saying Winsome is by far and away like the best support. No, in, no. In but like I'm I'm super pleased to see the level that he's playing at right now. And yeah. like if he can keep that up, like good stuff, you know. It, it does seem like some of the problems that um like plagued him in, on Cloud Nine and also on FlyQuest main, like especially towards that that super week where they did end up dropping a game. I mean, right. they're still there, of course, on the Challengers roster, but it like, does still just a developmental seem like, piece. But yeah, it, it still definitely seems much more whole um, yeah and especially just like the the leadership and i think some of the um just experienced shot calling that he he provides i i don't know too much about Kitong, but i believe he was not as vocal as a piece on that team and uh, i think winsome actually is going to help them and taking a look at their uh, last two matches against golden garden challengers and immortal challengers so they're potentially they they, they still got some work to do but they, they have the opportunity to climb up uh, in the standings a little bit golden guardians against fly is looking like it's going to be one of the most hyped matches the next week. I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but, like, that's going to be a crazy match between two teams. I mean, like, it's hard to say that Fly is really hot right now, but Golden Guardians, they are blazing hot. They're third in the standings. Like, we all know I'm a big GGS stand, right? Like, and then with FlyQuest getting hot, like, this could be a really big-time matchup. But there's, I mean, there's a lot of good matchups heading into the final week. It's hard to say it's the most hype, but... Yeah, we'll be talking about some of those as we move on to our next topic. We talked about Tomo and Diamond a little bit, and speaking of them, Tomo got promoted up into the LCS, and with that, Spawn, the uh, original Dignitas LCS AD carry, who was receiving a ton of backlash over the really rough start that Dignitas had in the LCS, was moved down to the Challengers roster. And this team uh, was first place for a very large portion of the regular season, but they went 2-2 two and two and are now sitting in second behind Cloud9 in the standings. And I don't want to necessarily pinpoint all of this onto one singular substitution hawk but i mean does spawn on this roster change the way that dignitas have played throughout this week uh, and you know what grapes i i think it you, we shouldn't pin it all on one substitution because i think it would be stupid to sure like tomo has looked better than spawn and and tomo and diamond were far and away the best bot lane in the league they were smurfing on everyone but like I mean, I think that Dignitas has just started dropping a couple games because everyone else is starting to get a lot better. You know, they start, like, there's there's going to be always a team that starts hot, people are going to catch up, and it's, it's kind of like an accordion, right? Like, that's how, that's just how these things work. And I think to pin it all on Spawn is stupid. I think a lot of the backlash that he got in the LCS was uh, valid. I think, I mean, I think it's fair to say he's looked pretty, pretty bad um, in the LCS, but... I, I think it's important that Spawn is able to come back and, and get some confidence, you know, because I think this player is still great. He had some great games this weekend, despite the 2-2 two and two record. And I think Digging the Tusk Challengers is still a really top-tier team. But again, I think it's just that everyone is starting to look amazing. Like, we're talking about how Fly looks great. 100 Thieves is surging. Golden Guardians is blazing hot. Like, Cloud9, they're in first place right now, right? Like, there's just too many teams to be able to win every game in this league. And I think that should be the takeaway. And yes, I think Spawn, like, is a downgrade 
big quotes, right? Like downgrade. If this one substitution shouldn't all of a sudden mean that Dignitas isn't a top team anymore, and I don't think that'll be the case. My 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 personal thoughts about this when the the substitution was announced because it was after the release of the last podcast was that I really wasn't confident in Tomo turning that roster around. I think that no, the players in terms right. of skill are very very similar and like yeah. you know plugging and playing that that change especially I without diamond like yeah. you're you're taking half the duo right the the fact that yeah i i don't think that it was large enough to make a difference and also you know just just messing with the synergy of that dignitas challengers roster yeah you know they've been a five-man unit playing together i mean i don't know if you've heard some of the the voice comms that they've released on twitter <laughs> but they are having a good time playing yeah uh with like with, uh, that group sorry of people. I, I don't want to interject on you too much because i know i just talked a lot but i do like to Get on my soapbox for a minute. If they weren't going to promote all five players from Dignitas, they should have promoted Tomo and Diamond together. Yeah. I, I Regardless think of how good yeah. you think Ignar is, I think you promote your bot lane together. That's my piece. I want to just say that. <laughs> this is this is the first time I think that Tomo and Diamond have started like on different teams or uh, like on different teams like since like 2020. I think be like since they were on. I, I don't know. Together. I don't know the date, but it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. So it's been a while, and I think also just like that team as a whole has you know, worked really well together. Um, and, you know, Spawn played fine in, in the games that, you know, Dignitas was in. They they went 1-1 against Team Liquid and 1-1 against Golden Guardians. And I think it's fair to say that those are two teams that are probably also towards the top of the table in terms of, of people that we think are really, really capable of, of making a big run. So mm-hmm. I don't think losing there is necessarily a bad yeah. thing. I mean, APA had a crazy game on Cassiopeia, and that kind of just was it. Um, and then in terms of Golden Guardians, I mean, Prismal popped off. Young had a great game as well. It, it, I think it was less spawn, like, you know, playing bad, more like these other teams, yeah. as you said, kind of stepping up. Um, and, you know, the synergy is an, is an issue that maybe can... Uh, maybe might have to be addressed as we move our way towards playoffs, but I still wouldn't rule this dig roster out because Spawn is some sort of cr- crazy, terrible pers- player uh, on this team. I mean, he was good in Academy last year. There's no reason why he shouldn't be good again. Yeah, exactly. I think it'd be foolish to think that Spawn is going to inherently make this roster... Like, if if not, if not if it's worse, it's superficially worse. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I... I, I, I want to see Spawn succeed. I mean, like, I think that goes for all of us, too. I want to see Spawn succeed. I have I see no reason why he can't be just as good. Or at the very least, this roster as a whole can't be just as good. So, Yeah, I, I think that's a good way to put it as we can move on to our next topic here, um, which is about some of the provisional teams that we have, not necessarily the challengers ones. Um, and coming off of a, a really, really interesting week for two of our provisional teams specifically, and that is Fear and Wildcard. I know that we have talked about these teams pretty heavily, but maybe a good time to check in again right before the end mm-hmm. of the season, especially considering that Cincinnati Fear 2-0'd Wildcard Gaming in the first day of play this week uh, in, in pretty convincing fashion. I mean, there was some really, really great games out of that top side of the map. Benui and Trevor look really good as well, and now they are pretty significantly ahead of wildcard in the standings and so my question to you hawk is are they really far and away the better team and what happened to wildcard grapes i'm gonna make a really maybe i maybe i could put this on the screen um a few minutes later okay this this meme this meme um uh, <laughs> you ever seen, seen that before? before no i have not um so what does this refer to exactly okay sorry 
This refers to how I see wildcard season a little bit right now. And this is not me saying that they're going to be bad or anything. But when the season started, you know, we're like, holy fuck, this team, they're crazy, three-dimensional, pulling out these pocket picks. We got the Zach, we got the Garen, like, bada-bing, bada-boom, baby. But then, like, when as we've sort of gotten into the into the dog days of the season a little bit, it's like... Well, wait a minute. Like, this team is playing off meta, and they're kind of countering the meta. What if we countered their meta counter? Can they actually play the meta? Well, not really, <laughs> it actually, it turns out. Right um, <laughs> they've not looked as good. So I feel like that relates to this meme where they look super badass for a little while, and it's like, ooh, wait, they're actually a little bit more naked than we thought they were. Um, so that's... That's my roundabout way of saying I'm not I'm not going to be a doomer on wildcard. I think they're still a really good team. And I think they're they're one to be feared, but it I'm like less impressed than I was at the start of the season and fear on the other hand is looking like a very whole team. Faisal in particular radiating big dick energy in the top lane, dude. That guy going crazy. Uh Perry also looking amazing, so yeah. I think this is a really interesting conversation because i know that this was something also that we brought up at the <laughs> beginning of the season as well the, the regular season with with wild card uh you, you okay there all <laughs> sorry i'm still laughing at the fact that i needed to bring up that meme to explain why <laughs> yeah, it I think... was it was valid it, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah 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 you know the, sorry, I, don't know how, I don't know what the editing looks on the other side but it, it was a great it was a great it was a great time um wild card <laughs> um they this was, I think, a concern that we had at some point at the beginning of the season where we thought that, like, yeah, their record is good, but it does seem like, um, you know, eventually teams might start to figure them out a little bit. And, you know, back in week two, actually, TSM challengers uh, beat yeah. wildcard. Or was it week... Yeah, week two, it was TSM 2-0-ing wildcard. Um, and it seemed like they, you know, seemed, they figured it out. They you can If you camp Moose Hater, um, don't let him really get ahead. And then just, like, make sure that you pick the fights that you want to take and not the fights that wildcard wants to take. It, the wildcard is not necessarily as good of a team. And of course, right. that's a very hard thing to do. Uh, the, easy, the the level of execution to, to get through that is high. But it did seem like we, we saw that a little bit here in, in this week of play. You know, the series against Fear, that game one specifically, you know, wildcard had a lot of angles where it seemed like against like any other team, that would just be wildcard wiping the fight, getting Baron, ending the game. But Shochi was playing Trinomir, so when there were were these big collapses around objectives, it was Shochi pressing the R button, not getting one shot, and then killing everybody after all the cooldowns were done. Uh, and we saw something, and I think against Hundred Thieves, we just kind of saw them outplay the players, like specifically. Yeah, Hundred Thieves. Duo, I think Lens has been a really good. Uh, factor for them in the bot lane, but Unforgiven kind of just shut him out. Uh, and Sniper played two games of Olaf and basically ran over Moose Hater as soon as he wasn't on Garen. Um, so I am a little bit um, curious to see how Wildcard tries to adapt. We can see them starting to maybe change up the way that their pool looks, but as we saw this week, not necessarily the best results. Yeah, I mean, like, definitely, I don't think Wildcard's doomed. I think they're still going to be a huge threat in the playoffs. And, it, I mean, you know, there's something to be said, like, eh, they just had an off week. That happens, you know, in yeah. the second game against 100 Thieves, for example, right? Like, Moose Hater's playing the Kled into the Olaf, which I'm not sold on that matchup, by the way, but I, I don't know that matchup super well, so I'm not going to comment too much on it. However, with it that being said... It looked good for Olaf, that game. It looked good for Olaf, but, but my point was going to be, like, you know, Moose Hater got level 1 invaded, which, again, like, 100 Thieves kind of identified a symptom and and removed it, right? And they eliminated the uh, the, the 
why am I making a disease reference? I don't know. I don't want to call a player a, a virus. That's <laughs> that's wrong. Um, but I'm all over the place right now. But um, you know, and that made the lane like unplayable. Sniper got first blood. That's the point I was making. So it is definitely like like hundred thieves played well to two zero this team. But I think wild card like regardless of being figured out, I just want to see them be able to play some more of the fundamentals that other teams are playing. And, and honestly, like you, you were sort of identifying like can't moose hater and play your own fights. A big part of beating wildcard, I think is like in less than them, which like sounds like easy, easy advice, but wildcard has been really good, really, really good at getting teams to int and punishing their mistakes. Like yeah. really good. But if you can just not make as many mistakes against them, wildcard has actually really struggled to generate their own leads. So and yeah, I don't know if that made side, sense. <laughs> on the other side, you know, fear look really good. They two yeah, wild they, Oh, they, they look so good. And they also took a game off of Cloud Nine Challengers, who was our number one team right now. Um, and just another just huge shout out to Minui and Trevor. I mean, we've we mentioned this over and over again, but I really thought that that was going to be by far and away like two of the worst players in this entire league when the roster <laughs> got announced because of just some of the experience that I have I've seen of them throughout the past couple of years but they have looked really good i think they're probably like a top half bot lane at this point or yeah. right around like that border of like middle of the pack um which is way higher than we expected they they beat lost and zazel in lane uh in both of the games uh, and then the top side of the map has looked as impressive as ever parry uh basically one shot lost like multiple times that guy was not allowed to play the game at all in that game too uh faisal looked really really good in both of the games that they played um and, and yeah just overall yeah really excited about this team they do seem a little bit more like just like well-rounded it's because of the ability to play around Manu and trevor a little bit like you could play to any of those lanes and it actually just works for them yeah this team i mean they're so good um i i will also happily admit i was wrong about about fear and what i'll say about fear as well you know grapes sort of at the beginning of the season I know you especially, but both of us thought like, okay, Minwee and Trevor might not be that good. And then also we were like, look, if Perry, Faisal, and Shochi play to like this peak, this like hypothetical peak, then they could be really good. But we expect them to be like, good, like deserving to be here kind of players. Well, all three of these players I feel like have played to like this hypothetical peak where it's like not only do they deserve to, deserve to be here, they're actually the right. stars that we thought they might be able to be. And then also Minwee and Trevor are playing out of their minds and it's like, holy fuck, wait, this team's amazing. Like, like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm so impressed at, at, at this team. I also, Cloud9, just to talk about them for like one second, how do they keep managing to find themselves in bangers against the other top teams in the league? Like, there's the game two against uh, Fear that Fear won. They got backdoored by Wildcard. Like, yeah. they, they, I don't know. Like, they just keep finding <laughs> themselves in these like ridiculous games against high profile teams there it's funny to watch but i mean credit to, to fear for being able to prove that they are one of the teams that can play ridiculously against cloud nine hey there's there's only and it's really cool because there's only one game actually separating these two teams right now fear and wildcard yeah. um and this last week is going to be very important for both of them to try and figure out who they you know will be matching up against in the playoffs because as we mentioned that top nine very very close together right now as we move on to our next topic to talk about some teams that are not in that top nine uh flyfam got a win this week they have doubled their win total now 
after taking down Immortals Challengers. It was yes. Yeah, let's go. Um, but on the other hand, um, another team that has not been looking very good um, <laughs> down at the bottom of the standings is Team Liquid. First, um, they of course had to sub in a, a a new AD carry in LJX in place of Mia, uh, and that kind of have just accentuated some of the problems that this team has had throughout the season. Uh, and all of a sudden, they're within striking distance and. Hayhawk, the last matchup of the entire regular season on Challengers League is Team Liquid first facing off against FlyFam. So my question to you is who wins that? Who is better? Who's more likely to, you know, make it back into the NACL come the summer split? Oh, you're really putting the question on me straight up like that. I'm going to give the roundabout answer um, because I don't know. <laughs> um, basically, uh, first of all, I'm really happy that FlyFam got a win. I know when we did our tier list, I was so excited to see this team play, uh, and I know they've changed a little bit, but I'm really happy for the players. Um, so congratulations to them for beating IMT. And we'll get to IMT later. <laughs> but um, uh, as for these two teams, I think the question comes down to, I think City Witty and Surdy are better than everybody on both these teams. So it's like whether or not you believe in City Witty and Surdy over the five-man unit that is FlyFam. Because I think... Uh, particularly Team Liquid first bottom lane for as much as I really like Rovex and um, I wanted them to succeed. Uh, quite frankly, looks really bad. Um, and and mid hasn't been that great either. I I I think like that is such an obvious weakness. Whereas Flyfam has a bit more of a well-rounded team. However, they don't have the X Factor carry potential that I see from um from City Witty and Surdy. So that's sort of the way I'm going to preface this question. Then I, maybe I'll hear your thoughts and then we could like make our series predictions, I guess. Yeah. So theoretically like team liquid first record is a little bit misleading because of the fact that in this week seven, there are two matchups. Their two last matchups of the regular season are against CLG faith and yeah. FlyFam. So theoretically, if they are the better team, they should just 4-0 end their, their regular season. Yeah. Um, they've beaten more record. challenger teams, like, already. Yeah, yeah they've but... beaten... Yeah, so their their record went at 8-22, which is, you know, fine. Like, relatively respectable out, out of a provisional team that has had some roster issues. That would be fine. Yeah. yeah like... I, I'm not... I'm not super sold on this team at this point. I mean, Sturdy and City Witty in their games that they have been playing are doing so much to try and, and win them these games. Aspect also <laughs> has had moments here and there. Had a Cassiopeia game against CLG where he got like three really early kills, uh, but just really wasn't able to do much after that. And and City Witty uh, specifically has just played like a maniac in, Dude, in a lot of these games. City's awesome. City's great. Yeah. Um, but, man, it just feels really bad to have this, um, this late substitution here i know that mia of course um just had to leave for some personal reasons and right. and everything like that but ljx is you know was retired before coming into this league he is not an nacl caliber ad carry and it is showing in all of these games that fe that team liquid first are playing against these opponents i mean the the bot lanes that they faced off against mish and breezy and then uh lost and zazel this week they both just completely dominated in the bot lane like basically incredibly easily like it yeah. didn't even it didn't even feel challenging for them like first towers were gone really instantaneously um and i just don't know if that 
is I enough mean, to kind of get them over that hump. Like Grapes, this past weekend in their series against CLG Challengers, uh, in, in what was otherwise a fairly even game state, like only slightly losing, both Aspect and LJX were both nearly getting flame horizoned at like 25 minutes by their role opponents, which like that's insane. And now, I mean, CLG Challengers, their players were farming like 12 CS a minute. It was ridiculous, like Chovy tier shit. But still, like... I, I mean, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I think there's a reason why Team Liquid first had to go to a player like LJX instead of say getting scooped. And I think it's because some of these NACLQ teams smell blood in the water with this team, you know. And same with FlyFam to be to yeah. be at that. Um, I mean, they were able to get Hyper, who's a very high profile jungler, actually. But but still, I think I think these teams are starting to smell blood in the water in NACLQ, and I think there's good reason for it. To answer the question that's currently on our screen, I think that FlyFam is better than Team Liquid first. I. Hmm. I think Surdy and City Witty are so good. I think these these guys are excellent um, and really great pieces. I also think that like the other players on Team Liquid First are good, but from what we've seen of them as a team, like it's just not happening. Um, and I think FlyFam, they just, to me, feel like they have more, more of the secret sauce at this point. Like, I just... Graves, I just don't really feel like I believe in TL first right now. That's really we, it. I just I just we, don't feel like I believe. We talked a little bit about FlyFam last week, but I think after this week of games is another it's it's interesting to kind of think about them again a little bit. Um where, you know, a lot of what we were saying last week kind of rang rang true. They still play really aggressive, they still yeah. try to get early leads, and they still get early leads a lot. Uh, and this time finally they were able to capitalize off of a really, really nice TP flank from Lunasia. Um actually was able to take his lead um, out of the laning phase and into into the late game. Um, just, like, kind of took over that game and, and you know, was able to, to win off of that. And I think, actually, like, to a, to an extent, having Hyper on this team probably helps in a way as well in, in terms of the fact that this team maybe seems a little bit more coordinated, kind of in a way that is similar to how Winsome maybe helped fly, fly challengers, like, you know, formulate their plans a little bit better. Uh, I know Hyper's a, a pretty vocal jungler, and so... Um, having him on this team might help out some of the younger uh, pieces on this roster. I'm really excited to see yeah. Lunasia play against Surti because there's going to be a lot of solo kills uh, in that game. But I think right now, I, I like Instinct and Sword haven't been great, but I think that they are better than LJX and Rovex still. Um, and just with all the aggression that FlyFam have been uh, throwing in, in a lot of these games, I, I feel like it might be hard for TL first to, to really match that. And so maybe I see yeah. a 1-1, but if I had to pick a winner... I would go with FlyFam at this point, which is kind of crazy to say. Yeah, that, I mean, that's hey, that's fair enough. I, I think to wrap up the discussion for myself, I'm, I'm going to predict the series of 1-1 one, one, one as well, but I'm more excited about FlyFam. And and that, to me, is a big thing. Like, what team I'm excited about when I watch them and I feel like they might have a spark? Because as you said, Grapes, it feels like FlyFam, they're at least trying to do something and it's not working. Team Liquid yeah. first? I, I don't know. It feels like they're getting rolled just a little bit, um, and that's a little concerning to me, but... Shall we, shall we move on to question number five and more? Yeah, I mean that, uh, yeah, so there's more questions than this. As we said, we have eight headlines. We're going to take our time without throughout them as well just to make sure that there's a lot of interesting stuff to, to discuss and we get all the details in there. But we're talking about promotion. Uh, there was another promotion this week, not for, uh, you know, the provisional teams getting to NACL, but one of the NACL players, Belulu of Immortals Challengers, getting a shot at LCS. It was announced yeah. that Ablaze Olive will be stepping aside from the LCS team for personal reasons, and because of that, Belulu will be in the LCS for this week. Now, we're not entirely sure who um, the replacement on Challengers will be. However, Hawk, 
it was announced that Cop9 will be leaving Team Fish Taco, and he's not technically announced to a team just yet. Who yeah. knows? We'll see this weekend if we have been proven right. That is my guess at the moment. I don't know my... if we want to like necessarily talk about them in the context of you know having Comp Nine there, but I mean, what do you think about this move? Do you think Balulu actually helps this Immortals LCS team? My my premonition is that it's gonna do, they're gonna do the funny thing where we record this on Tuesday, and by the time we do the episode, the episode airs tomorrow, it's already gonna have been announced as Comp Nine is new mid laner. I do want to point <laughs> out, by the way. This is entirely speculation. We like, have this no isn't, idea. This isn't like a Zero leak clue. or like, we, we don't know. Like we're talking out of our asses right now. So like maybe it'll be announced by tomorrow that it's somebody else and we look like dumb asses. But I, I mean, look, I'll get to Comp 9 later actually. But uh, basically the the, sh the short version of that is Comp 9 looked way too good on Fish Taco and was actually like such a stud on an otherwise veteran roster that there's no way he's not playing on a team unless like he decided to step away. So it it has to be that. That's my take on that. But but as far as Blue going to LCS, um, we sort of talked about this earlier. I think did we talk about this on air? Or maybe this was before we went on. Blue was the this. the best part of this IMT Challengers roster. I think Graves, the team that just dropped the game to Fly Fam. I'm pretty doomer on Immortals Challengers at this point. Um, I'm really I'm not feeling that team. Uh, and I think Blue is a great player. And as far as his situation goes. Um, I'm really worried about him stepping into a kind of a dumpster fire of an LCS team right now. Um, and potentially looking bad because of it. I mean, IMT just just doesn't look good. I feel like this is just a rough situation all around. And obviously, I hope a Blaze Olive is doing well. Shout out to Blaze Olive. Um, you know, stepping away for whatever reason. Uh, obviously, hope everything's okay there, and that's totally valid. Players should absolutely take care of themselves first. Um, but it's it just I'm like I'm so worried. I mean, maybe Balulu will smurf it, be a good piece on a bad team. But I, I feel like I'm worried that it that won't happen and Blue will look bad. And then Comp9 might come into a tough L, uh, IMT team or whoever and also look look bad. So I'm I'm cautious about this, Graves. I do think that Blue will help this Immortals roster a little bit. Um, okay. If you go back to just some of the games that they played this week, I mean, Blue some of his most played champions so far in NACL have been like Zoe and Lissandra. And... Those are champions that can help facilitate That's their true. junglers. We saw Chad really, you know, be able to become unleashed in, in a couple of these games when Balulu is able to get opportunity in the mid lane. I don't know exactly how it'll scale up against LCS talent, of course. Well always it's always a conversation of how the strength of the players here is definitely weaker than the strength of the players in the LCS, but uh, when you have a player like Kenvi on Immortals Challengers and, and if you have a mid with a mid laner like Balulu, I feel like that might you know, open up some possibilities here for Immortals. I think that they should really try to focus in around their, their mid-jungle 2v2 working successfully. Um, and maybe there's an opportunity for them to try and turn things around a little bit. Uh, I'm not entirely, I'm not super confident about that, obviously, but it is a situation that maybe could could help things out for them. Yeah, I, I, that's a totally valid point. And I, I, I mean, as always, whenever an NACL player gets promoted, we want to see them pop off. So I'm, I am hoping for the best for Balulu, but sort of to talk about what this means in NACL, because that is sort of, I guess, like our focus. Um, you know, I'm going to talk like Comp 9's coming in. It could be totally wrong, but I think, honestly, this is a really exciting promotion, even though, like, I would be worried because the team's been struggling, but I think it's fair to say at this point in the season that Wixie and ADD have not been the carries that we might have hoped for in the preseason, and Balulu was that guy for that team for a bit um, once he got here. 
And I think Comp 9 actually could be too. Uh, Comp 9 had some massive games. Massive games for Team Fish Taco. Uh, think of the, the after the Amumu incident going like 6-0 on Velkaz in like 10 minutes. Um, like, like really big performances. Also willing to bust out the Enchanters to facilitate a carry jungler if Chad ever wanted to put on the carry pants. Like I, I feel like this player could could be sort of that guy for a team that is going to need another that guy as their guy can leave. So um, I'm, I'm really excited for it uh, and whether it is or isn't comp nine, but if it's not comp nine, I think that's my diagnosis is they need someone that can be, can be him. <laughs> right. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I do like the Immortals bot lane. They've had moments. They've had moments. Joey, I think are good players, but team really hasn't built, um, much of a, an identity i feel like at this point no. and there's just not a lot of time to, to fix that especially if you're subbing somebody in immediately so we'll, we'll see what happens again we really don't know who the uh, immortal challenges it's so total speculation. a bit here uh but speaking of comp nine uh and his former team of, of team fish taco um oh wait no sorry there's no another, sorry that, there's that's, another that's, point that's, after this yeah yeah, um, yeah we're gonna move on to our sixth headline of the episode uh which kind of was going back to some of the conversation we were having earlier i mean hawk there's right now a bit of a divide in the standings there are nine teams um kind of clustered around the top uh that is cloud nine dignitas golden guardians hundred thieves fear tlc wildcard clg and challengers, uh, and, and FlyQuest, sorry, um, and then <laughs> and as you challengers, said, and, and as we said earlier about a four game, it's been a long day. Four game no, difference uh, between nine and ten. Um, I mean, that's a pretty stacked amount of teams that I think a lot yeah. of people had different expectations about coming in. How many of these teams do you think actually could realistically win here in the NACL come playoffs in a couple weeks? You ready for this? Yeah. All of them. Nine, I think all of them could okay could I, win. If we're talking like like in playoffs, look, it's it's double elimination, but it's still a bracket. It takes one team getting hot. I think all of these teams could win. Do I think that that means they're all on the same level? No. Like I I think that uh, we sort of talked about it. I think Cloud Nine, Dig, Golden Guardians, and Hundred Thieves, and yeah, I would say those teams and like maybe FlyQuest if they continue to pop off are like the best. But d does that mean that like Team Liquid challengers couldn't get hot and win a couple good series and get good draws and win the whole thing? Like, honestly, it totally could fucking happen. I think all nine of these teams look like look like they could win. And and I'm, these standings, by the way, are going to get shuffled like crazy in this final yeah. week as well. Like this, this, I mean, shoot. Cincinnati Fear could be in first place next week. They go 4-0, Cloud9 goes 0-4, easy. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's just... I, I there's so much variance here and I definitely think there are various levels of good that these teams are but if we're purely looking at who could win the whole thing takes one of these teams to get hot I think all nine of them could do it it's really cool to see the parody here in this league I'm still holding out a little bit of hope for evil geniuses if king can come back <laughs> are you are you like saying 10 10 good win. be a piece uh but you know there's I I think maybe our portfolios it's 10, are both honestly. holding out hope on that one yeah I, I think it might actually uh, B10 teams that could potentially win this split. Um, the, I'm looking at the other teams. Like I don't think FlyFam, CLG Faith, or E or Team Liquid First have a chance to win. No. Uh, TSM, I eh, eh. don't think so. Immortals now with the roster could... change, probably not. Um, 
AOE like could be an interesting one, but I just don't see them at the same level as some of the teams towards the top, uh, where I could see the, any other of these teams winning like multiple series in a row. Maybe AOE take games off of the top of the teams. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if they will win the, the series. The way I see this, actually, maybe I'll maybe I'll answer this question a little bit differently to piggyback off what you're saying. If I were to tier list the teams, bottom three provisional teams, like no hope in hell, they're done. I'm sorry, they're not gonna they're not gonna win the the whole thing. EG to IMT is like could totally take a series or get an upset. Like would not necessarily want to face them. Then Team so Liquid, CLG, Wildcard, and Cincinnati Fear, those four teams, it's like I absolutely would not want to run into them in the bracket. They could beat anybody and like get hot. And then FlyQuest, maybe if they continue to keep it up. And then definitely 100 Thieves, Golden Guardians, Dig, and Cloud9 are, like, the favorites. So that would be my, like, it, to tier list it, that's maybe my analysis. But I think any of the, the the top nine could win. Yeah, I think there's a lot of parity in the league, and it's really, really cool. I'm just very excited for this bracket because it's going to be oh, it's gonna a be bit awesome. crazy. We, we have the March Madness, this shit, man. Like, yeah. it's going to be so good. Yeah, maybe a potential idea for next week. Let's move on to our next topic about the NACL qualifiers here. Uh, of course, Maryville did take home the crown after defeating Dewey and Tony Top three games to one in a best of five. Uh, and as we move forward into the next open qualifier, Maryville's roster will be remaining the same. But there are three teams that you know made pretty significant strides in the NACL group stage. TFT, Horizon Gaming, and Zenigma that made some roster changes entering the second OQ. They have all been announced, I believe, at the time of the release of this episode. Team Fish Taco said goodbye to Comp9 in winter and are bringing in Robbie Lob and Daption, forming a bit of a UST trio with Dardock. Horizon Gaming are moving um, Dragonman Kim from support back to jungle, adding Yama, a former Team Liquid Academy support from 2020 and adding Quacker up in the top lane. Uh, and Zenigma are swapping out their top side of the map, uh, which was Coco and Dunks, in uh, exchange for Boily Oil and Kitsua. So those are the three roster uh, changes that we see here. You, They do all still retain their potential points to making it into that promotion relegation tournament. Uh, but Hawk, these two teams, these three teams did not win and they are not locked into that top four just yet. Do we think that these roster changes potentially you know, change their opportunities for making their way into that event. And, and just to explain why the question is phrased this way, Team Fish Taco wants to win the whole thing. They're obviously a competitor. And then for Horizon and Zenigma, if they wanted to make top four by the end of the split and be in the promotion relegation, they basically have to win the whole thing. If they don't win the whole thing, they have to, like, make finals and hope a team like Supernova gets out in, like, groups. So basically, like, they've got to win the whole thing Um, is the reason why the question is framed this way. Uh, to keep it brief, Zenigma, no, I don't think they're going to win the whole thing. I think their roster is going to be better. I'm excited to see them play. I will seed them higher. Um, I don't think they're going to win the whole thing. Uh, Horizon is maybe a little bit more interesting, and I'll actually hold on to that one. Maybe we can go back and forth on that. TFT, I think, yes. Uh, I'm not going to call Comp 9 and Winter as opposed to, or, or I should say Robbie Bob and Daption as opposed to Comp 9 and Winter, like upgrades. However... Uh, I think that this team is absolutely still a favorite. And I do think at the very least, like, Robbie Bob probably is an upgrade over Comp9, um, purely because of how experienced he is. And we've seen how much of a Giga Chad carry Red can be. Um, and I would say Winter to Daption is a side grade. 
So, yes, I think, like, if the, we assume the team to be a similar strength to what it was last time, I think they did do enough to win the whole thing. Um, but I don't think it makes them better than Maryville, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how much of the TFT roster changes were due to wanting um, upgrades in, in certain positions that they deemed um, necessary, or if it was, you know, personal reasons, whether it was, you know, oh, I, I think, th I think that reason. or winter, um, you know, just stepping aside for whatever yeah. reason that we just really don't know. I'm, I'm yeah, not entirely I, sure. I don't, so. I would say, sorry, I don't want to cut you off. I would say it's probably not like, oh, we're trying to upgrade. We kick these players. It's probably more so like we found great replacements to great players, if that makes right. sense. And, and yeah. I think that overall, like my, my thoughts of them haven't changed too much. But maybe some of that USD connection with Dardock, Ravi, and and Daption, you know, work out a little bit. I mean, USD, uh, they they you know competed as University of Saint Trevor in the last qualifier. They made the quarterfinals with these with these guys, um, and maybe that is a little bit of a bump. Maybe not. I I don't feel super strongly about the roster changes for this team. I think I'm gonna see them relatively similarly. Horizon, I think, is probably a slight upgrade because of just the fact that DMK was role swapped into support. Um, they had a, a yeah. very brand new top laner who I've never seen before, and their jungler was King Nidhog, um, who, you know, doesn't have a lot of competitive experience. And I think that you know swapping back. Um, Dragonman to his original role, so we could play with Sophisage in this like Celo finalist bot, uh, you know, uh, pairing that we saw pretty often. Yunbi looked really, really good, even though the team didn't necessarily meet expectations. And I think that Quacker is an upgrade in the top side. I really don't know anything about Yama, but you know, I would say established support versus role swap, I would be okay with you know this change. I don't think it's enough to get them into that top four conversation though, because of the fact yeah. that there's a lot of teams that already like have more points than them by like a pretty significant margin and i would say the same about zenigma as well i think kids provides a lot of experience and, and maybe more some, some more leadership to this already like pretty exciting core of enthralled carulean and danny um and i don't really know too much about boil the oil and i don't i don't feel super confident in, in talking about that roster move but they might be better as well i don't see their ceiling being as high uh as you know that point where you have to be like a finalist to potentially get into that top four so i still think that when we're thinking about teams that could make it into the promotion relegation tournament we're thinking still of the same uh squads and even though maybe some of these changes are potential upgrades i don't think it does too much right either way yeah exactly uh the, the one thing i'll say about the boil the oil cocoa puff sub is like there might be reasons for this but man how could you bench cocoa puffs that guy was awesome he came <laughs> so on the nice. show talked to us i'm a huge cocoa puffs fan uh so i don't know i'm a little personally bummed by that one but there's there's probably a good reason for it one would hope and a amateur please be, have good reasons for things um but i i, I definitely think the kitsuo get, getting kitsuo for this roster could actually be really huge again like i definitely think this is a it's an upgrade like, like this team is going to be better. The big thing is just, like, how much better? Probably not a lot. Like, maybe they'll make quarters. That would be cool. Um, I don't think they're going to be top four. Um, Horizon, as you you pretty much hit everything I want to talk about. I do think the, the biggest change, as you highlighted, DMK back in the jungle. That's, that's, the, um, that's the big one for me. Is, like, <clears throat> I could see that being a place where the roster gets a lot better. Um... But I still, again, if it's like, are they going to win the whole tournament? Uh, no, I don't think they're going to flame out in groups again, though. I, I would say I would feel good about saying that. But I'm not sitting here uh, feeling like, like, I, I think they would be gunning for a top four spot. It I feels don't like think that, that team 
is a little less variable at this point than you know maybe we thought like oh maybe with this horizon roster like these right people yeah would be good yeah uh, but now maybe it's like, dmk oh, support like it's gonna yeah. be the thing you know like but but now it seems like they're more like set and yeah. honestly it makes me feel a little bit more confident because i feel yeah. like out of like the range that horizon could have finished last year they, they they ended more towards the bottom so we'll see and again yeah. if you want to see where these teams are seated we have the reveal show at 7 p.m pacific this wednesday so the day that we're releasing this podcast um and if you are late to that well you already know the seeds and we don't at this point um and so and you can watch that'll us be pretty exciting <laughs> yeah we'll watch us talk about it on the reaction afterwards uh but let's move on to this last topic of the episode it has been a pretty long one just in terms of the headlines but got a lot of good conversations out of it uh so much to talk about with something a little bit more fun i guess the yeah. oqs are always a wild time there's five games for 32 teams that is 80 games total i believe across all of uh the the weekend what is a premonition that you have something that's going to happen in one of these games something's going to happen throughout the oq that that you think is just like you know you it's not it's nothing like super like prediction heavy like oh maryville's gonna 5-0 again but it's more like you know random in a way the team, my premonition is that the team that we follow, which we genuinely don't, genu- genuinely do not know who this is, but the team that we follow for OQs does not get eliminated in four games. I hope so. I hope so. Please. Uh, I couldn't yeah. believe that that happened last time. We did time, cover man. Super Sunshine, and last uh, qualifier did not go super. Didn't well go for great. That. We will eventually love, love the that out. love the players and the people involved with that org, but it was a. Uh, it was a little rough. <laughs> My premonition is that there will be a team that is like seated in the bottom half that goes four and one. I don't know who it is. Whoa. Just yet. Okay. I have some eyes on on teams that could potentially like just like really make random jumps here and there. I, we CB gaming got close last time. Yeah. I, I don't know. That that's my premonition. Should be oh. a fun time to watch. I think that overall this OQ, um probably will will end up being a little bit weaker as as players that you know realize that they're not going to qualify into the promotion relegation tournament might have stepped aside allowing for for different teams and, and, and different rosters to come in uh so i think a little bit more variance just means that there could be just random teams that take weird jumps here and there i i'm super down for that a, a bottom a bottom seven, uh 16 team getting in i'm trying to look at the uh google sheet that we have here and think of what hey, no it would be i'm not gonna leak i'm not gonna leak but i have i have the google <laughs> sheet in front of me that is a that is a spicy take. I've not actually finished my selection committee ballot, so I don't like know who that team would be. But I'm after after this episode and like after the the reveal show, you should say you should tell us what team you think it's gonna be. You can hold my word to that. Uh, I believe like right after the reveal show, our our reaction will be here on Salty Runback, and I'll do that. I'll pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Follow. Perfect. That would that would be perfect. Um, you should you should tell us <laughs> who is gonna be the team that goes four and one from the bottom because I don't. Correct me if I'm wrong. In this tournament format, so last OQ and all the OQs last year, I don't think anyone has done that. I don't think anyone has gone four and, yeah, four and one from the bottom. I don't think so. Uh, so. Three and two is much more common, but yes, three and two I, has definitely happened. I, we asked for something crazy. I feel like there's oh, that would be awesome. I'm here for the, it. The entire committee is wrong on one team, and you know that always just makes things a little bit spicier. But that's oh, gonna do it for our, awesome. our episode yeah. today, Hawk. Uh, eight headlines, and we spent a little bit more time talking about each of them, which means that show is a little bit longer. But hey, it's a pretty good time, uh, and I'm just really excited for this last week of NACL games. I mean, I am too. A lot of things can really change, and you know that matchup, Fly Fan versus uh, TL First, and just a couple of other ones in there as well. Um, look 
really really exciting i'm i'm so personally excited for the the oqs this weekend as well and making a bracket for for nacl playoffs in particular like oqs is always just fucking crazy like you never know what's gonna happen I, my favorite thing is just watching the match results channel as the teams post and it's like, and like yo, what? yo hol- holy shit <laughs> cb gaming beat team fish taco like yeah. what you know um like that's always a lot of fun uh and um yeah and and then and like you said last week at nacl getting into playoffs that that is going to be a bloodbath the playoffs of nacl because there's going to be some really great teams that lose games you know and it's gonna be like like we have to cope with that but it's our own little march madness here in north america and i don't think we'd want it any other way (laughs) Uh, yeah i don't think so um a reminder uh, once again as we um you know, look ahead towards a lot of the events that are happening on Salty Runback this week. It's a pretty busy week for us, but uh, wouldn't want to have it any other way. Again, basically, as soon as this episode is done premiering on Twitch, um, the reveal show will be live at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Immediately following that is our coverage of, of the reaction. We'll have another episode out on, on YouTube for you guys as well eventually with that. Um, and also, this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, will be where um, we will be a part of streaming some of the open qualifier games again not entirely sure which team we will be with specifically might have some guests might have some other news and stuff surrounding that uh eventually but i don't know hawk bit of a weird episode this time around but i had a good time what about you yeah it it was different but i think it was a lot of fun i mean i I think i think i think the conversations were good as always and we we shot the shit a little bit it's always a good time always a great way to spend a tuesday afternoon but you know what as Grape said, catch the reveal show over on Alk Battery Stream this time at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. It's going to be a great one. Then they'll raid over here to Salty Runback Pod, and uh, we're going to talk about the teams. It's going to be great. As Grape said as well, watch the open qualifiers. There will probably be a guest at the very least on Saturday. I won't be here. I might be here on Sunday, but um, Grapes will be here, and it's going to be fu- it's going to be great. Uh, follow us on all of our socials at Salty Runback Pod on uh, Twitter. Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. Listen to the podcast. We have all of our episodes up on those various platforms. Um, the full episodes, audio only, or if you're an audio only listener, as well as the video version, if you want to see our beautiful faces. Um, f- shoot us an email at softyrunkbackpod at gmail.com. If you got something to say, we'd love to uh, converse with you. And I don't know, you got a, you got a headline you want to see p- featured? Maybe we'll feature it on next week's episode but at the end of it all if you don't think that nine teams could win the nacl and only golden guardians challengers can do it first of all you'd be unfathomably based but second of all you can take what we said with a grain of salt i've been hawk that's been grapes have a great night everyone